0: I'm Leon Potter. And
1: I'm Craig Taylor. I'm a professor here in the Creative Writing Department. I teach script writing, and I'm happy to say we've been having uh, we've been collaborating with the theater department for second year running, bringing scripts that have just been written immediately formed by the actors here in the theater department.
0: So what you're about to hear is a collaboration of the acting class and the creative writing class. This is a first draft of the script first draft, right? Yeah, so this is the first draft of their scripts and some of the ideas that they're, they're coming out with. And I'm very excited. Acting class had a chance to do some cold reads. Um, and the creative writing class got a chance to hear their words out loud for the first time.
1: Organ Failure by Jason Jaskaran. I assume you lot know why I've gathered you here on such short notice.
2: Oh dear. I don't know if I could survive this. It aches. It burns. Being flamed over and over by constant waves of hurt, regret, and guilt. Oh, mighty. Can you pipe down? Can you put the pipe down?
1: Uh, Why, you little... Organs, please. We need to keep our clear heads. Heart, stop the theatrics. Lung, can you put that damn thing out? It's mucking up the room. I doubt anybody cares. Whiskey and Red Bull is one hell of a thing, eh? Liver!
2: Apologize, Shakespeare. Uh,
1: our human is dying. Now, I don't know who's responsible for this, but if you're present in this room, it means you're a suspect. This lump of cells is a suspect? He can barely say stove enough to produce bile.
3: What is mustard? What are enzymes?
1: Okay, Alex Trebek, save it for Jeopardy. Now, we all signed a contract. We formally agreed to work together in the best interest of our human until all of our energy is exerted. It is that... it is that... It is vital that we get to the bottom of this, or we all perish.
2: But I want to die. I want to be removed from this mortal plane. Pumping blood day in, day out, with no repair... (laughs) And now that my lover is gone, all that's left pumping is pain.
1: The pain is from the excess cholesterol. Um... Sorry I'm late. (coughs) Appreciate the help, Bladder. Now, starting with the heart, tell me what you were doing around four o'clock today.
2: Well, my day started like any other. I felt the warm blood pumping through my vein, and suddenly, everything felt empty and void. Cold as a frigid day on the cusp of winter. I just felt so, so wrong.
1: Uh, yes, yes, I see. Uh, And why did you feel this way?
2: I believe lung was doing something sinister. I tasted the tar, the poison that is nicotine.
1: Oh, get off it. I barely smoke. (laughs) Wow, that flu must be going around. It's seasonal, you know. I actually conferred with our colleagues over the, at the immunity department. Everything seems to be in tip-top shape. A <laughs> ah, bunch of crooks, all of them. Remember what they said, everything was okay, and bam, bronchitis. Um, actually, I remember you saying everything was okay. Uh, how would Brainy say it? Are you taking the piss? Uh, yes, that's quite literally my job. What's the point? <laughs> that's quite enough. Lung, what were your whereabouts? <laughs> well, I was just contributing to this lovely operation you got going on here. I breathe in, I breathe out, I breathe in, I breathe out. Lung. Uh, so what if there was? So what if there was a spare water molecule finds its way into my bron- bronchioles? The human has been living for twenty years. You would have sworn they would have learned to swallow correctly by now. It's not rocket science.
2: You're stalling for time. A very shady and suspicious move, I believe. Don't you have
1: a suicide note to write, honey? Okay, we're not getting anywhere. What about liver? (laughs) Someone wake him up. (sighs) Oh, look! Free beer! What? Beer? (coughs) Where? Christ in heaven, I'm sitting between an alcoholic and Taylor What's-Her-Face.
2: Taylor as in the singer?
1: Yes, love, I hope we all die a swift death.
3: Brain, you know I don't trouble anybody.
1: Oh, we know. You only trouble <laughs> you only trouble things with ethanol and yeast. Okay, what do we have, bladder? Okay, so according to my notes, heart felt cold, lung had a run in with nicotine. I mean H two O, and finally liver stated they and I quote don't trouble anybody. Oh, bullocks, we're not getting anywhere. I have an idea, smart guy. Why don't you interrogate you-know-who? The explodey one.
2: (gasps) Now, hush up. You know his name carries sadness.
1: Lung. Appendix left us years ago. The chances are slim to none.
2: I can't bear it. My one true love banished.
1: Oh, get over it. He was a safety hazard. A A ticking time bomb, for God's sakes.
2: They did this to Romeo and Juliet, too. They kept them apart, knowing their love... It was tragic. They both died apart. My life is a mirror to theirs. Heart,
1: sweetie, if you want to go get blown up to bits, then be my guest. But I can't take this anymore. (laughs) Good luck finding your culprits. Uh, Wait a minute. Smarty, turn around for me. What? Turn around! Oh, my God. There's a bump on your head! Uh, Hold on, please step aside. Uh, Let me see. Oh! But but the guys over at the Immunology Report reported no tumor sightings. I told ya! A bunch of crooks! Your culprit is the mastermind himself. Now, if you don't mind, I got a will to write. Oh my god. I can't believe it was me all all along. I'm killing our human.
2: Now, you don't blame yourself one bit, Brainy. You're
1: a good boss. A great boss. I was tasked to look over all of you. I was tasked to keep this ship sailing. And now the captain's drowning. Rain, I, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to call this in. Go ahead and put in the call.
4: Well, What do we do about Liver?
1: Just leave him there. The poor lad's been suffering all these years. He, he deserves one last rest.
2: I'll just check up on the poor guy. Y'all can go on ahead without me.
1: All the organs exit except for heart and liver. Liver opens one eye and glances around until the coast is clear. He stands up and dusts off his clothes, clearly sober.
2: How long until they find out that you aren't who you say you are, my love?
1: Liver reveals himself as appendix.
2: (laughs) It would be too late, babe. I knew you'd come back for me.
3: I would never leave my Juliet.
1: The pair embrace for one last time as appendix explodes. <laughs> Fate to black.
2: This is Funeral Crashers by Sabrina Verman. I heard she was decapitated, and that's why the casket is closed.
5: I heard she was burnt
2: all over. They can put a head back on, can't they? You're such an idiot. I had like two classes with her last year. Do you go to school with her, too?
1: Oh, um, uh, no. Actually, yes. Old friend from high school.
2: I'm so sorry. I'm Jessica. Emma, we're holding a bit of a celebration of life later at the pub
5: across the street. You're welcome to join us.
1: I sort of just want to be alone.
5: No one should be alone in a time like this.
1: I... Uh, I should head in.
2: Uh, Of course. He's cute. You're absolutely shameless. What? He is. You don't even know him. And it's a funeral, Em. I'm sad. Jess, I need a shoulder to cry on.
1: (laughs) Here goes nothing.
4: Her spirit lives on and her soul has been received in heaven. <laughs>
1: uh, did you know her?
4: Yeah, I was as close to Ophelia as someone could be. And you?
1: Uh, old friends from uh, high school.
4: Jefferson High?
1: That's the one. I was only there for a few months.
4: It's funny. She didn't even go to Jefferson.
1: Like I said, I was uh, only there for a few months. Army brat. Uh, And I mean, I I might have the wrong school. Or uh.
4: (laughs) So, you don't remember what school you went to, but you attended her funeral. Yeah, but, you know... Four years after she graduated high school, in a totally different city than she lived in? I... Save yourself the trouble. I don't actually care why you're here. Same reason as everyone else, I suspect.
1: What reason is that?
4: To show how much they cared about the girl they never even talked to.
1: That's not why I'm here.
4: No? Then why are you here? I- Spit it out.
1: I come to funerals to meet people, okay?
4: <laughs> <coughs> that, that's rich. You abuse people's emotional state to get laid? That's really fucked up.
1: I should go. Okay, just leave it alone. Okay, I- I'm sorry I took advantage of of your fr- um. Just leave it alone, okay? I'm sorry I took advantage of your friend's funeral. I'm sorry for your loss.
4: She wasn't my friend.
1: Was she your girlfriend? No. Sister. <coughs> What the hell? You're the dead girl?
4: Surprise!
1: Wow. (laughs) And you think I'm fucked up?
4: Well, yeah, but I never said I wasn't.
1: Did you fake your own
4: death? It's surprisingly easy. Why would anyone do that? To start over? To start over. I have to admit, it was fun seeing who all showed up at my funeral. Half of them never even spoke a word to me. I'm not even religious. Oh. For someone who crashes funerals for fun, I'm surprised with how bad you are at it.
1: I never... Well, I never had to pick up the dead girl before.
4: What's your name, pretty boy? Gage. Haven't you ever wanted to start over, Gage?
1: Well, of course I have, but... Like a normal person. I did it by traveling, not faking my own death.
4: tomato, tomato. You coming?
1: (laughs) What? No, absolutely not. You cannot steal a hearse. Watch me. You're impossible.
4: Do you want to pretend we're dead and live a little? Or do you want to live in a world that will slowly kill you? Scene.
1: Untitled, written by Max Davis. Interior. Ruins. Evening. Overgrown plants everywhere. Vines snake up the walls. Metal instruments lay strewn about. Oh, it's creepy. Shh. I don't know what could be here. Deeper in firelight reflects off the walls. Fire? Let's check it out. Be careful. They approach the fire. Supplies are scattered around. From behind them, they hear a voice.
0: Can I help you?
1: Blue and Vince spin around, seeing a girl about Vince's age. She makes her way to the fire and stokes the flames. Oh, sorry, we didn't mean to intrude. Your home is very lovely. Blue. Uh, She may look like us, but if she's an alien, we should be nice.
0: I can hear you. My name's Summer, and I'm no more alien than you two.
1: Sorry about my brother. Uh, What are you doing here?
0: Looking for these ruins, same as you. So, you're
1: stranded too?
0: Stranded? I ditched the ship, if that's what you mean. Isn't that what you did?
1: Oh, yeah, but uh, how will you get off this planet?
0: I sent a message to my parents. Long-range distress signal.
1: Oh, yeah, I see.
0: You guys don't have
6: one? Won't it take a while for your parents to get here?
0: Nah, they got an SX-80. They'll be here by morning.
6: Really? Wow! I hear those ships are
0: uber expensive. You must be really rich. You guys are funny. So, what have you learned? Learned, uh... (laughs) Yeah, about the past. Vince and Blue share a look. It's okay. I'm researching it, too. I won't report you to the government.
1: Unfortunately, we haven't found anything yet. What about you?
0: Vince. It's okay, you can trust me. Well, these ruins seem to be an ancient lab of sorts. I doubt the tour guide knew if this planet is the birthplace of humans, otherwise we would have never stopped here. While Summer is talking, Blue whispers to Vince. Vince, what are you doing? We never were looking for anything. Shh, she says
1: something important.
0: Are you two listening? Yes, sorry, uh, please continue. I was just saying that the government is really trying to keep our past a secret. Our past. Hold up. You guys did come here to explore the tragic history of our people's past that's being kept hidden by the government, right? No.
1: Yes. Vince gives Blue a look. He meant to say yes.
0: (laughs) You have no idea why this planet matters, do you?
1: Well, no, not really.
0: Oh, no. Oh, this this is very bad.
1: Why? What's wrong? Why am I so stupid? I can't just keep my mouth shut. Can you please just tell us what's going on here?
0: I can't risk it. I don't even know who
1: you guys are. Well, we won't tell the government if that's what you're worried about.
0: If I tell you, then your lives will be in danger. There will be no turning back. Are you sure you want to know? This seems like kind of a big responsibility. Yes, tell us. Okay, I I guess I should start with this. Our planet, Amarcus. That's not where we're from. Our ancestors are from here, Earth. So... So we've been lied to. The government is hiding something about our past. How do you know this? My parents are governors. Sometimes I hear things I'm not supposed to. What are they hiding? I don't know, but whatever it is must be big. What else do you know? Just that people came from Earth, and the entire history that's been taught to us is a lie. I don't get it. The government is supposed to help people. Why would they lie? I don't, I don't know if I believe it. You two can't tell anyone. You have no idea who we can trust. What can we do? Help me do research. Help me figure out why they'd lie. Uh, this seems risky. Maybe they're hiding it for our own good. We have a right to know about our
1: past. What do you say? Are you in? I'm in. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past the government. What about you, Blue? I don't know. Come on, it'll be fun unraveling this mystery. Together.
0: Okay, I guess.
1: That's the spirit.
0: Great. I'll notify you too if I find anything. Here, take this comm link and stay in touch. For now, let's get some rest.
1: Blue and Summer get ready to sleep. Vince makes his way to Summer. Any idea what they could be hiding here?
0: I wish I did. But it's just a massive mystery.
1: Are we really putting our lives in danger?
0: Maybe. For now, get some sleep. We need to wake up early. If my parents find us here, we'll have a lot of explaining to do.
6: The fire is put out, and Vince drifts off, staring at the sky. Scene. This is Cycles, the Book of Wren. Season 1, episode 1, titled Happy Birthday, written by Jason Jaskaran. (laughs) Interior, empty classroom, day.
0: Never letting you pick the movie again.
6: I won't stand for the male street slander, huh?
1: Well, sit then.
6: Rin pulls a chair out for him. Cristiano forces a smile and takes a seat. Rin pulls up another chair.
1: But you can't lie, Anne Hathaway did, needed be, did what needed to be done. May I find she too? Oh, okay, I'll stop you right there. Don't want us to break up
6: before your birthday. Rin frowns. Hey, I was kidding. Your disregard for famous cult classics is not enough for me to end things. Rin looks up at Cristiano.
0: No, it's not that. I just feel sad that you can't be there with me.
6: Cristiano's closer. Just take plenty
1: pictures, and as soon as we get back, we can go to our happy place.
6: That's another thing.
0: My parents don't want me going San Fernando Hill at night.
1: Sleep over, then. You know my mom loves us.
0: That's the next thing. Daddy want me to find other friends.
1: At this point, he just wants to run into the forest and never come back. Just the two of us? Well, if you want Tyrese to tag
6: along, then okay. Good. Cristiano leans into Rin, and they kiss. Snap. The pair here tapping on one of the class windows. Nah. Oh, you yeah, really sick, yes? He waves his cell phone at them and runs off. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Rin! Rin stands up and paces around the room. He going and out we. The school bell rings. Rin increases his speed. Fuck, fuck. Cristiano manages to grab him. Okay, listen. Chris, listen. We had to get to sixth period. But we got, But are we going then? Let's just get through six and seven. We'll go to Sando Hill. And Rin's breathing grows heavier. I. <laughs> Rin grabs his hand. I can't. Okay. <laughs> Breathe. Rin grasps for air as students start pouring into the classroom. Okay, no school. Let, let we go. Rin nods on Cristiano, leads him out of the room. Exterior, school outdoor walkway, continuous. The pair rush by the sea of students returning to their classes. Hey, the is holding hands and ting now. Oh yeah, are I you see Tyree's video. video. The student pulls out his phone and plays a video. A crowd forms to peep the clip. Don't pay him no mind. Keep moving. Ren, still struggling to breathe, nods. I think Tyree should show the principal that.
1: Chris? Stops. Chris, that idea. Let's go.
6: He grabs Ren's hand and pulls him away. Exterior, San Fernando Hill, playground. Later. Ren and Cristiano are both sitting on swings. Ren's breathing has calmed, his face is expressionless. We gotta get ahead of this. Rin shoots a glare at him. We? Rin stops the swing.
0: Your mother already know about you. My parents don't.
6: Exactly. Rin would. You rather they find out from a video or from you? Rin's eyes well up with tears. It don't matter, cause either way, I'm fucked. I can come with you if you want. No, Dago, just make it worse. Silence. Ring phone. Rings phone. Rin's phone rings. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, who is it? Mommy. Rin takes a breath and answers the call. Where you? Rin looks at Cristiano, then back at the phone. A- at school. Don't lie to me. I ask him again. Where you? San. San Fernando Hillent. Bring your ass home now. I could explain. Now! The call disconnects and the tears in Rin's eyes spill over. Scene
7: Time Flies, written by Ali Dylan Cardinal.
0: Act 1, Scene 1. Walker and Cap stand in front of a large time machine made from household items.
7: If we rework the capacitor to the time dial, it should work. Like for real work? Yes, it should work. Holy crap. I think we're ready for a test run. Jax, get in here. You ready?
0: Ready?
5: For a test run.
0: Like for real? Yes. Let me go get my helmet. (laughs) Scene two, Jax re-enters with helmet. Cap sits in front of a board covered in brightly colored buttons. Walker stands inside the time machine.
7: Final check time. Let's do this. Speed booster. Check. Timer. Check.
5: Battery. Check. Backup battery. Check. Self-destruction
7: key. Do we really need one of those? Yeah, they're cool. I guess. So, is it there? Yes, it is.
5: Jax? Yeah. You got your helmet? Yep. Well, then we're all set. Let's do this. Date. October 17th,
7: 2022. Time? 1246 PM. Okay, Jax, set the red dial on the left for 10, 17, 22, and the yellow one on the right for 1255
0: PM. Dials are set.
7: We are ready when you are, Jax.
0: Seatbelt, helmet, crackers, I'm ready.
7: Cap, press the button. Time
5: for takeoff.
0: Cap presses a large button labeled go. Lights flicker. Snap to black. Lights fade back on.
7: What happened? I don't know. Where is he? I guess we'll find out in five minutes. The machine's still here. Okay. Why is the machine still here? I don't know. The machine shouldn't be here. It should have gone with him. What happened?
5: I don't know. You're the engineer. I just pressed the
7: buttons. Okay, button man. What time is it? 12.55. Come on, Jax. Come back to me. 12.56. Where is he?
5: Walker, don't panic. We will be back. Is he dead? Walker.
7: Oh, my God. We just killed my brother. We didn't kill him.
5: He can't be dead. There's no way we just killed him. Uh, maybe we missed something during
7: the check.
0: Cat begins to look around the time machine. Walker shoves him away.
7: No, this is useless. We killed my freaking brother. I can't do this.
5: Walker, don't drop out on me now. We have been working on this for years. My mom
7: is going to kill me.
5: Go through the list with me again. Walk. We can figure this out. Fine. Fine.
0: Cap takes his seat in front of the control board. Walker re-enters the time, machine, the time machine picking up the box of crackers that sits on the seat.
5: We can figure this out. Start from the beginning. Speed things. Check. Timer. Check. Battery. Check. Backup battery. Check. Self-destruct key. Check. Location, GPS, and compass. What? Location, GPS, and compass. Wait, what? You
7: deaf. Want me to say it again? That wasn't on the list last time. What? We didn't check the location dial. Oh, shit. That shouldn't have made it in the malfunction, though. As long as we had everything set, we should check everything hundreds of times before that. It shouldn't matter.
5: Walk, I don't think we set a location.
7: Let me look.
0: Walker looks at the dials on the time machine.
7: How did we miss this? I'm so sorry, Walker. If we didn't set the location, then where's my brother? Maybe he's in, like a, like, a
5: different, like, multiverse now. Don't be silly. Seriously, Walker, think about it. He's lost in time and space. Yeah, lost. If you're lost, you can always be found. Pull up the board. It's science time.
0: Cap rolls a whiteboard to the middle of the room, handing a pen to Walker. Walker begins writing math equations on the board.
5: What are all those numbers?
7: Algebra. Helps me think. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, if the force of time pushes the rider through space faster than the time dial set it, then it could react with the cells in the body and change things.
0: Walker draws an unreadable diagram on the board.
7: I don't know what any of that means. It means that there's a good chance we screwed up my brother. Well, that's not good. Yeah, no shit.
0: Walker and Cap sit in a moment of silence.
7: I'm going after him. No, you can't. Are you going to try and stop me, button man? Walker. This isn't up for debate. I'm going. Give me a helmet.
0: Cap exits, re-entering with two helmets.
7: What are you doing? I'm coming. No, you aren't.
0: Walker and Cap both climb in the time machine.
7: Shut up
5: and put your seatbelt on. Ready? Three, two, one, go.
0: Cap presses a button on a remote control. Lights flicker. Snap to black.
7: Whoa, that felt weird. Where are we? I don't know. You sound strange. That's rude. Seriously, something isn't right. Yeah, I
5: vexed your arms. What? And wings. Huh? What did you do
7: to me? Nothing. I didn't do anything.
5: Bro, I'm freaking...
7: Why? Stop messing around. This is serious. I'm being serious, dude. Come here. Let me feel you. No, no. Don't touch me, you freak.
0: Sounds of a struggle can be heard in the dark. The lights turn on. Walker and Cap stand in a plain room dressed as flies.
5: What did we do?
1: And punked Out by Susan Garcia. Sheila and Monica, who call themselves S&M, are 18-year-old punks living in 1980s Toronto with Jimmy, who has just kicked them out. They're looking for a place to get warm. It's not fucking fair. We never did anything to him. Selfish, depressed creep. It's winter, for Christ's sakes. If Des won't pick us up, then what? Em, you got any ideas? Nope.
3: You got shithead with you? In my coat. Well, let's go to the club to get a sandwich and a beer. Warm up the rats.
1: (sighs) I wish I'd been around when Jimmy went off like that. Breaking a two-four for no reason.
3: You helped clean it up, anyway. Jimmy's lucky his hands aren't all shredded up. Beer and glass everywhere.
1: I can do what I want. It's my beer. I bought it. You bitches better leave now. I don't see what his problem is.
3: (sighs) He's been off his head since since his friends broke the lock. Goofs on the fire escape trying to get in.
1: Yeah, but it's not our fault about that. We didn't do it.
3: He said one of us had to be home at all times until he got a new lock. We weren't.
1: You mean me. I wasn't. Whatever. Sheila knocks on a door, waits, pounds again harder.
3: Let us come in for a beer, Jack.
1: The door opens and slams closed.
3: Oh, that's just great. Jimmy's already called and told him we can't come into the club anymore.
1: Loser. What the hell?
3: I got to sleep. My head's pounding and it's pretty cold out here.
1: Let's see if Mark's had the studio setting up. Monica pounds on another door with her fist. The door opens and closes. He's not here. They say I haven't seen him for days. Bullshitters.
3: I'll have to call Liz, mom's friend. <clears throat> it's the last resort. Liz and what's his name? Victor.
1: Do it. Can't stay out here much longer. Sheila leans against a wall, talking on the phone.
3: Yeah? You'll come? We're at Gerard by the theater. What kind of car do you have?
1: She hangs up.
3: Let's grab coffee and wait outside the donut's place. Asshole will be happy to be warm in bed.
1: (laughs) Sheila lifts a rat out of her purse and kisses him.
3: You'll be warm soon, my baby.
1: Don't forget, your baby is a criminal. Your baby is a cannibal, ass.
3: Don't remind me. Glad we got rid of the she-rat before she had more babies. Mm Mm-hmm. Asshole, why did you eat that little one?
1: Were we high? I mean, if we were, maybe it didn't happen?
3: Well, if we were, asshole was too. Maybe he's only a cannibal when he's on acid.
1: Sheila returns the route to her purse. Hey, you still have spray paint on your arm.
3: It'll rub off eventually. No more putting turpentine on my skin. Burns like crazy.
1: And the reek. Probably what made Jimmy turn into a loony.
3: No, he's always been edgy. Hey, how much cash do you have? 240. Share a coffee and get two donuts?
1: Yep. Let's go in. It feels like snow. Sheila and Monica sit at a corner table.
3: There's Victor now. Let's not show him shithead and asshole until we're at their place, eh?
1: Yeah, right on. Sheila and Monica shove their donut pieces into their rats' respective places. Victor walks towards them. There you are, girls. Liz was glad you called. The temperature has dropped since I left Oakville. You ready to go?
3: Yeah. We need some supplies soon, though. We have the basics for tonight, I guess, but we had to get out fast. Our friend had a fucking... A freaking meltdown. What happened? Jimmy had a breakdown. Started breaking beer bottles, sitting on the floor crying.
1: What was that about?
3: (sighs) Nothing we did. We tried to stick it out, but he was in a weird place. Made us move out.
1: Oh, yeah? Not going back there for a bit?
3: Like, not ever. We put a few things in a locker at the bus station.
1: Let's just go, then. Liz is making supper.
3: Ow! I hit my fucking head on the fucking car roof. Ouch! I'm fucking out!
1: Wow, that must have hurt. If your description means anything. Oh,
3: crap. Sorry- about the language.
1: I don't care, but it might make Liz nervous. Our building's kind of a quiet zone, so if you could just sort of keep your voices down in the halls.
3: We have done that before. Tiptoe in, like <laughs> mice. Uh,
1: Victor, your place is sure miles from anything. It's suburbs, so we have, so we can have a cat and a dog. Well, just a dog right now.
3: You said we, you have a room we can stay in, right?
1: You can share the guest bedroom.
3: We'll get our own place when we get that call back. We've been extras on MacGyver before.
1: Victor opens a door. Sheila and Monica throw their jackets on the floor and collapse across the bed.
3: Home for now.
1: Hmm. you want the last mushroom cookie?
3: Nah, you go for it. I hope Liz has something for a headache. She should. She used to party. Hmm? Good to know. I was thinking... We should probably tell them about the rats after supper.
1: A scream comes from outside of the room. Or now. Monica picks up her jacket from the floor. Ah, It's shithead.
3: Here we go. Another shit show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Scene. This is scene two of Love Sandwich, written by Max Davis. Good afternoon, Mr. Garner. How's business today? Slow. I'm sure it'll pick up soon. The afternoon rush will be starting soon. Suppose so. Do you have any plans for the week? I can't believe it's October already. It feels like just yesterday was July. Oh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Do you have any plans? I hear there's this neat movie playing in... Same as usual? Uh, yes, please. Oh, and a veggie sandwich and a bag of Doritos. Okay. Uh, look, about M's, I, I mean Emma... I don't understand how you can have the same sandwich day in and day out. I'm sorry, what? Monday through Friday. Every morning you come in here and order the same sandwich. Where's this coming from? What's wrong with wanting a sandwich? Ah, You're only 23. should be trying others. But I like this sandwich. Ever since middle school, you only ever wanted this sandwich. Emma showed me this sandwich. Shouldn't marry your first sandwich. You should try different ones before you settle, huh? Right. Are we still talking about my order? You might be surprised what you find. But do you want my advice? No, of course not. If it's not too late, can I get a Coke, You're still young. You don't know what you want. Maybe you prefer older sandwiches. Hey, maybe you prefer bagels. Bagels? I don't think I like bagels. How long do you plan? be with this sandwich huh how long before you dump it and move on to another one while i have no clue what the future holds i plan to stay with this sandwich even if we break up i'll always cherish and care for this sandwich the bell rings as an elderly customer 68 walks in won't you regret it only experiencing one sandwich
3: Only trying one sandwich and committing to it is a mistake. The difference between flavors is incredible.
1: Sure, the ingredients may never change, but there may be times when I notice subtle flavors that I was unaware of before.
3: Subtle flavors? You're too young to be concerning yourself with subtle flavors.
1: But once you find the perfect sandwich, you understand it, and it understands you. It stays by your side through hard times, and it's there to celebrate your accomplishments. Uh, There are so many other sandwiches out there. How How do you know one of them isn't a better fit for you?
3: You know this sandwich is the perfect one without ever trying any others. I don't
1: need to try any others. Once you have the perfect sandwich, it just clicks. And you know you'll never want another sandwich.
3: You may think that now, but in 20 years, you'll be looking back with resentment, wondering what
1: could have been. The The elderly customer pays for the sandwich and leaves the store. Listen, kid. Live your life while you're still young. You can settle down later. The bell chimes, a young woman, 25, walks in. This is me living my life. Being with this sandwich is what I want. Think of all the possible sandwiches you'll miss out on because you've been married to one sandwich your whole life. Come on, kid.
3: Why only have one sandwich?
1: Have other sandwiches? I don't know about that.
3: Why not? I have one sandwich that I have a special bond with, but I'll still have other sandwiches.
1: Uh, Doesn't your main sandwich get jealous? No.
3: No. It knows I love it, but I don't want to be constricted to one sandwich for the rest of my life.
1: And your sandwich is okay with that?
3: Yeah. It's a decision that we're both happy with. Sometimes I have other sandwiches, and sometimes I have a croissant. <laughs> My sandwich has other people, too. It's not for everyone, but it's what works for us.
1: See? This is what I'm saying. Everyone has their preferences. In the end, all that matters is that they're happy. Uh, It certainly is a different world from when I was a kid. Back then, you couldn't even admit to liking bagels.
3: If the sandwich likes him and he likes the sandwich, then why shouldn't they be together?
1: The young woman pays and leaves the store. Look, I know where you're coming from but this sandwich is important to me. I don't want it to get hurt. I know, but I would never hurt it. And this sandwich is a strong and independent sandwich. It'll decide for itself what it wants. You can be there to support it or not. It's up to you. (sighs) You're right. I hate it, but you're right. And you know what? You might be smarter than I give you credit for. Thanks? 11.50, right? Uh, it's okay. It's on the house. And here, take a white chocolate chip cookie. It's her favorite. Thanks, Anthony. And have a good day. Uh, thanks. You too. See you. Max Davis, untitled. Are we there yet? Does it look like it? Are we lost? No. It seems like we're lost. Then why ask? Are you mad? Why would I be mad? The compass said... I already told you, don't worry about it. Are you sure? Because it's fine. It was an accident. Seriously. I told you it's fine. I think you're mad. I think you're mad and we're lost. Keep talking and I'll be mad. I'm sorry. That was mean. Yeah, it was. Look, just forget about it, okay? So you're not mad? No. Okay. Are we there yet? I'm kidding. Can we keep moving? Do you think we'll be rescued? Well, no one knows we're here. Mom and dad will know. Don't count on it. What's that supposed to mean? Just that they're busy. So? So they may not realize how long we've been gone. Don't say that. I'm just saying we may be stuck. Don't say that either. I'm just preparing you for... No. No? No, I'm not listening. Fine. Whatever. I'm tired. I bet you are. Can we stop and rest? We should keep going while we still have light. Would you carry me? Never. Well, I'm not moving, so Then you- I'll leave you. No, don't do that! Then get up! Please, Vince, can't we just rest? I'm fine. It's probably too dark anyways. Sorry, I got us stranded here. Do you want first watch? First watch? In case we're ambushed. Ambushed? By what? Anything. Thanks for being specific. We're on a foreign planet. Anything could be out here. That's reassuring. Do you ever stop talking? I'm scared. I'm scared too. Really? <laughs> yes. Please go to sleep. I don't want to be eaten. You'll be fine. Protect me, okay? Okay. Thanks. Good night. Good night. I really am sorry. It's okay. Just sleep. Scene.
7: Trudy. Scene, written by K.A. Dewey. I can see you.
2: Oh, you're good.
7: You don't blend in, Trudy. Neither do you. I'm exceptional. You're normal. But my disguise. Didn't help you. Not fair. You have help. Didn't need it. How's that? Amateur hour. I'm trying. You can say that again. No need to be rude. Oh, yes, there is. I'm going to ignore that. Of course you are. You're hangry.
2: Here, eat this.
7: Can't say no to food. See? You need me. Nope. Why not? You know why. Remind me. Um, you're terrible at surveillance? I'm not that bad. True. You're worse than terrible.
2: You didn't see me earlier.
7: Oh, yes, I did. Did not. Did so. I made it here. Unseen. Nope. Don't think so. I've been following you. Since I left my office. What? You were hard to miss. Must have been, uh, someone else. Nope, it was you. You're mistaken. Nope. Different clothes, still you. Damn it. It's what I do. Me too. No, you don't. But I could. I don't need a sidekick.
2: I'm not your sidekick.
7: I know you're not.
2: I'm your prodigy.
7: Good lord, no. (laughs) Yes, yes I am. Trudy, I've told you. You're- I'm smart and capable. More like annoying and delusional. I went to university. So? I have my degree. In what? The German mom studies? Now that's not nice. I'm not nice. It could be helpful. A degree in my work? Yes, I'll prove it. Oh, how? Your new case. What new case? Your new client. I didn't say anything about that. Didn't have to. Hmm. Let me think. No, research. I can do research. Research might be helpful. See, told you. Hold on, don't get excited. Yes, I'm in. I didn't say yes. You didn't say no. I'm considering. Consider no more. Digging for information takes persistence. Which I have. Even excessive amounts. Oh. All right. You get a shot. Yes. Scene.